Joining us on the program today is Dane Fraze with Manitoba Agriculture. To look back on the 2020 crop year, I asked Dane to talk about last fall and how that impacted spring seeding. In 2019, we had a abnormal fall in that we had most of our annual precipitation fall in late September and into October that year. So that really hampered growers in, in order for them to finish harvest on a normal or a timely schedule, meaning that crops were left out in the field later than usual, fall field work didn't get done, and very little fall fertilizer was applied. Now, that carried through the winter, and, and some of those crops remaining out in the field had to be harvested in spring, particularly uh, larger amounts of spring wheat, canola, some flax, and some soybeans, uh, primarily in western Manitoba. Now, with those crops still in the field, that had to be dealt with prior to any field work or seeding commencing in spring of 2020. So those crops then were either harvested, um, if there was a market for it, they were combined and sold to that market, generally at a discount, or in many cases, uh, burnt or worked under, if the grade was not satisfactory. That uh, pushed seeding operations into May, and with some cool May conditions and and, um, not allowing the soil to warm up nicely, that delayed some seeding operations even further. So in some areas, uh, spring cereals were only starting to be seeded the second week of May, and that pushed the rest of the crops subsequently further back. Now, uh, that later start to seeding made things a little bit stressful earlier on in the year when we weren't sure uh, if rain was going to arrive and get those crops germinating or if it was ever going to warm up properly uh, that we would start to see normal heat unit accumulation. Uh, the weather started to shift in June. We had the rains to really get the crop off to a decent start. The heat started accumulating, and we saw some fairly rapid growth in uh, cereals, a little bit slower in canola because flea beetles and other issues uh, kept uh, hampering that crop. And then the corn really started to stretch. I know the familiar tale is knee-high by July, and we'd like to see corn at that stage in order to know that it's progressing normally in its development. Um, most farmers that I discussed had corn that was well over knee-high by that first week of July, despite a, perhaps a, a later seeding date. And Dane, um, you mentioned insects. I guess talk a bit more about some of those early uh, early season insect concerns. Flea beetles are a perennial issue in Manitoba already. Uh, we're seeing a greater population of striped flea beetles over crucifer flea beetles, and those striped ones are harder to control with um, insecticide seed treatments and often require an in-crop application of insecticide to take care of those uh, pests. Now, flea beetles tend to feed exclusively on canola, and they tend to find the earliest canola fields that emerge, simply because they are coming out of an overwintering phase, and they're hungry, looking for that first canola crop that's popping out of the ground. Once they find that first canola crop, they tend to start devouring on it, and if they have a steady and stable food source, they're unlikely to move to other fields. So when they start to become a problem in one area, they tend to stay a problem in that one area. And if canola growth isn't as rapid as you'd like to see uh, with cool spring conditions or a dry soil like we had this spring, um, that limits canola growth in many ways. And then those flea beetles tend to overpower the potential growth that canola could put on, leading to a stunted or delayed crop or, or perhaps leading to other issues further down the line. So those flea beetles... Um, may have had to be sprayed once, sometimes even twice. Um, sometimes farmers can get away with just spraying the headlands, but usually it's an entire field basis. That was Dane Fraze with Manitoba Agriculture, taking a look back on the 2020 crop year.
Saskatchewan farmers are being encouraged to participate in a crop rotation survey. Glenda Lee Allen-Vosser talks with Chelsea Sutherland, a master's student at the U of S, that is organizing the online survey. Farmers across Saskatchewan have made huge efforts towards um, improved environmental sustainability in their operations. Some examples are the shift to zero tillage, um, the removal of summer fallow in their operations, and yet it seems that these, these advancements are often not recognized by government, by the public, um, in policy decisions. So the whole objective of this project is, is to document these changes and help to provide a voice for farmers when it comes to some important environmental issues. So what can you tell us about the survey? How is it being done? The surveys have all been moved to online. Um, Farmers are able to register for a spot in the survey and they have five days to complete it once they register. And they'll be completing um, the survey on four different components. The first one looks at their seeding, the second at their fertilizer, the third at their tillage, and the fourth at their chemical use. And so they'll be filling out um, essentially input data from from their operations in the, over the last 25 years. Just what kind of information are you looking for? Some of the questions will include what crops they planted that year, um, how many tillage applications they made, what kind of chemicals they applied, and, and if they have the information available, what rates they applied them at, um, information like that. We have two separate periods that the survey covers. The first one is from 1991 to 1994, and the second is from 2016 to 2019. Now, farmers don't have to have been farming in both of those time periods to participate. However, those are the two baselines that we're using in our analysis. And we do understand that um, 1991 to 1994 is quite a while ago, so farmers might not have um, complete or accurate records from that time period. But even if they have a general idea of the practices that they were using during this time period, that would be helpful to the project. And are you looking for them to input data for each of those years? Yeah, it is for each of the years. So we do ask about each of the years specifically, as we want to get a a full picture of the crop rotation. Um, So the three to four year crop rotation that was used in this time period. Why is it important for producers to get involved in this? I think farmers would want to be involved because the results of the survey will be used to help shape policy in a way that recognizes farmers' contributions. Um, so, so not only are they helping provide data for our project, but we're hoping that the results will be helped to, to shape the future of the ag industry towards, um, towards a way that recognizes how farmers have contributed to improved environmental sustainability and how they're continuing to contribute to this. I've been talking with a Chelsea Sutherland, a master's student at the University of Saskatchewan who's organizing a crop rotation survey. For Golden West, I'm Glenda Lee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glenda Lee. That's it for the Prairie Egg Wire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Egg Wire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.